story in the newspaper, Elson Reader Book 4, and the Sunday School Paper. But none of these qualified Emily to be a bookworm. Emily was not lucky like Muriel, who could ride a streetcar downtown to a big library full of hundreds, even thousands of books, although, of course, Emily was lucky in other ways. Emily was lucky because of Mama who right now was sitting down to rest her feet while the washing machine did its work out on the back porch. Mama was so little she always wore high heels, even though she had a great big house to take care of. Tap, tap, tap went her heels all day long. Once, three years ago, during the war, when Mama had been an honor guard girl and had marched in a parade to get people to buy Liberty Bonds, she had lost one of her heels right in the middle of the parade. But that did not stop Mama. She had marched tap-bump, tap-bump all the way down Main Street to help sell Liberty Bonds. Mama had spunk. It was funny about Mama's being so small, because Daddy was big and strong and handsome. Once, when he was just out of high school, some men came out from Portland and told Daddy he should be a prize fighter. But Daddy said, no, thank you. He would rather be a farmer. This was lucky, because sometimes when Emily got into an argument with one of the girls at school, she settled it by saying, My father could have been a prize fighter if he'd wanted to, but he didn't want to. So there. Emily was lucky in her ancestors, too. They had been pioneers, and whenever things were hard, Mama always said, Remember your pioneer ancestors. Emily had always liked the stories of their trip across the plains in their covered wagons. Now Emily's pioneer ancestors were all dead and buried in the weedy little cemetery called Mountain Rest. But she did have Grandpa and Grandma Slater, Mama's parents, right here in Pitchfork. Emily was lucky in many ways. She was lucky in the house she lived in, a house with three balconies, a cupola, banisters just right for sliding down, and the second bathtub in Yamhill County. Emily did not know who owned the first bathtub, but having the second bathtub was still pretty important. It showed that their house, known as the old Bartlett place, was very old. The house had thirteen rooms, half of them empty of furniture, and people often asked, don't the three of you rattle around all by yourselves in that great big house? Emily did not think she and Mama and Daddy rattled around at all. They moved around, it was true, but they did not rattle. Sometimes they slept in the downstairs bedrooms, sometimes in one or another of the upstairs bedrooms, and often on summer nights they slept out on one of the balconies under the stars. Sometimes they set up their Christmas tree in the sitting room, and sometimes in the parlor. Mama said not many people could be gypsies in their own house. Mama, I wish Pitchfork had a library, said Emily. It isn't fair for Muriel to have all the books. That's the way it goes, said Mama, rubbing her foot. This world's goods are never evenly divided. But just suppose we did have a library. Then I could read Black Beauty and fairy stories, anything I wanted.
Suppose Pitchfork had a library with 100,000 books. There goes your imagination again, said Mama. But it does seem as if library books could be evened up a little. Emily, who was often lonely, spoke wistfully. The Bartlett front porch was just inside the town limits, but the rest of the house and the barn and fields were in the country, and there was no one near for Emily to play with. Emily, you are right, said Mama suddenly. Go get the tablet of linen paper. I am going to write a letter for you to mail. Who to? asked Emily. The State Library in Salem, said Mama, who believed in never putting off until tomorrow what she could do today. Times are changing. Other towns are